Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. You are in for a treat today. I am interviewing Jean Atman, and I thoroughly had a good time in this conversation. It's like two intuitives getting together and being like, yeah, that's how it happens for me. Yes, that's how I experience it. And with some information thrown in there for you and how you can move past some story, get into choice, maybe deal with some understanding of what is burnout and how to charge up your energy field with some very practical day-to-day advice and conversation. And I'm so grateful that she took the time to come on. She also has an offering that you'll have to listen to to find out what it is. It'll also be in the show notes. So go ahead and click there that you may want to do yourself. And thank you so much to Jean for coming on and bringing her light to this show. It's refreshing to have a conversation with someone who understands walking in energy and applying energy and the experience of being a soul and human and how it really is an amazing gift. So listen to this podcast a little longer than usual, but that's because we were having fun. So I hope you will too. And then I will see you in the next episode. Jean, thank you so much for coming on Intuition, Your First Sons. I appreciate you carving out some time and bringing your wisdom And what I feel like is already going to be a very aligned conversation that the listeners can be part of and hopefully glean some stuff from both of our experiences and take with them uh, used to their benefit. Because that's, as we both believe in, up-leveling and raising vibration and just the more the merrier, right? (laughs) So thank you for having me. <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure. It's one of those things where, you know, it's one of the benefits, isn't it, of developing your intuition that when there's a request to be, to connect, you're like, yes, no, oh, hell no. Right. Uh, and <laughs> just save so much time. That's right. Yeah, that inner knowing can save a lot of time for sure. It's if we listen. <laughs> perfect joiner there because it is the listening. Well, and that's the challenging part a lot of the times too. I don't know if you found, but I have found with it, like when somebody says, or we even, we suggest listen to your intuition. It can, it can be a very literal thing that people hear and they're like, I don't hear it. And it's like, well, do you feel it? Is it tapping on your head? So tell me a little bit about how you found your inner voice, your intuition, so that they can get to know you too. Sure. Yeah, it's a good question. So I I have kind of came into this plane of experience with, I don't know, sort of like this deep inner knowing anyways, kind of a deeper connection with outer worldly beings and things that didn't really exist here in this plane. Mm-hmm. And my parents, a little backstory, my mom was a nun and my dad was a brother. And they met through their religious life and they had to get a dispensation for the Pope to get married. So they are very much in the box Catholic thinkers. This is our belief system. This is all we know. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so when I come in here, past <laughs> lives, all these other things, you know, they didn't want to do with me. 
<laughs> so I thought for most of my life that I was a weirdo <laughs> and that I didn't know how to be here in this plane. And so for a long time, I tried to shut that stuff down because it didn't seem like it fit into what I was supposed to be fitting into. Mm-hmm. And when you have all these expansive experiences, you try to cram into a little box, it's not comfortable. So I went through a big part of my life where I was rebelling against all kinds of systems because nothing just felt like it fit. It felt like this conflict all the time with how I wanted to naturally be. So I developed a lot of congestion in my field energetically just from really dense experiences and hardship and struggle. And when you carry all of that stuff, it does really bring you into so much heaviness and density. And when you're carrying a lot of that trauma energy, it's hard to hear your intuition because intuition comes through as a whisper. And the more you get in touch with it, it can feel very complete, visceral, physical experience. But when you're congested with a lot of trauma and density, it's hard to hear through the congestion. And so with growing up with a lot of trauma in my past, my mind became hypervigilant. I was looking for things to make sure that I'd stay safe, which is another way that intuition gets suppressed when you're always in your head. So it took a while to unpack all that stuff and to come back into actually knowing how to listen and more importantly, how to trust it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that if I did listen, because typically intuition's a funny thing, <laughs> because typically it'll come through in ways that where it doesn't make any logical sense exactly. that you follow it. <laughs> yeah. But you know it with every fiber of your beaks, so you really can't not follow it. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting dynamic that happens at first when you're just starting to kind of listen. But the more you realize that those feelings that come through are so eating you in such a beautiful direction. You start to trust that and then you will never live any other way again. And you can be more blissed out most of the time because you just know, you just know what's for you and you know what's not. And like we said earlier, it's such a time saver. It, it is. It is. And the worth the investment of digging into all that, because, you know, I, I feel like other than the nun, nun and the brother thing, that's my childhood as well. You know, the weirdo in the family that one who knew things that she shouldn't have known and how dare she have a big mouth too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and we can't stop talking about it because it's so clear to us. Right. And talk about it. <laughs> exactly. And it feels like I don't understand how you people aren't seeing this. It's like written right on the wall practically for you. <laughs> and they're like, no, Vicky, that's not how it is or that's not how it works for everybody. Seriously? Like, okay, well, then I got to help people learn how to do this because I need other people to talk to. It became a very self-centered thing, right? Right. So with this congestion in your field, I heard that and I know you'll appreciate this, but sometimes when somebody says a statement, there's one sentence that yells at me and I'm like, oh, go get that sentence because that's got a lot of amplitude behind it. It's got a lot of energy, literally a lot of energy. And you had said that your field was congested. And I would love to bring that into a topic that I feel like is happening a lot for people right now, which is the quote unquote burnout. Because I, and I'd love to hear your experience with this. When I'm working with someone, the first thing I do is look at their field. 
I don't see chakras or, but I see a field and I'm like, why is there a lawnmower in your field? Like, like what's going on in here? What's all the congestion? And that has been my experience that once we clean up that congestion, like you were saying, you could hear, you can tune in. I also feel like that congestion is the weight of the world that we're carrying around, which then leads to the burnout. So I'd like to hear from you, your observations, your experience with working with yourself, because sometimes we're the greatest examples for our clients and from whence we've come and where we are. Talk a little bit about your experience in getting that. What is that clutter and how to get it out of the field? That took me a little bit to get to. Well, it's a big concept. It is. I'm like, how do I <laughs> whittle this down into something tangible? I know that's sure in my life, you know, <laughs> taking all the expense and bringing it into something that's simplified. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because right now, as we're in this ascension process, it's a lot about frequency, huh. the frequency of our field, where we're vibrating. And so when we're in the lower frequencies, we're typically carrying a lot of the old shame blame, the guilt, the, the resentment, all of those other kind of more dense emotions that are weighing the field down, right? And when we're in that lower frequency, we're interacting with other things that are also of lower frequency. So it's kind of like you're on the basement level of things when you're carrying all of those old heavy emotions. And the only thing to interact with at that basement level is other things similar, right? So our main goal here as this ascension process continues is to unpack or offset all of those in density. Mm -hmm. So typically speaking, if you have a lot of that in your field, it's the way I see it too, like you mentioned a little more, how you see visuals of things. So I'm very visual like that as well. And I can see if there's a particular age where right. this density started, if there's something attached to it, impersonal experience. And so when we get those intuitive visuals, we know this is a significant piece of what's stagnating in your field. Mm -hmm. So when we can see things like that, that's why I love mentors and coaches and people like that that can see that observer's perspective because typically as humans we do such a good job hiding this stuff exactly. from ourselves that we can't really see it a lot of times for ourselves we do need each other to come in and assist the whole collective so when you're decongesting things like that you automatically just start to kind of vibrate higher because you're not carrying that stuff anymore so for me personally, I know I, as I mentioned, I grew up with a tremendous amount of toxicity and abuse. And my father has passed over. He was extremely tormented in his life. And he brought that torment into our home. And the more he tried to be something that he wasn't outside the community, he it amplified in our home. So it was daily, daily abuse and just a lot of struggle and fear of survival. Mm -hmm. And so when I started to unpack that stuff for a long time, I didn't even know that wasn't normal. Yeah. I didn't know that, that, I hear that. everybody, yeah. you know what I mean? That yeah. people had loving dads who, who read it to them and took the places. And like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Did <laughs> you know, I just thought everybody was beaten on a daily basis and that, you know, it's like, that's, that's all you know, you think everybody else lives the same way. Yeah. It was very normalized for a long time. So I didn't even really realize that I was holding 
this stuff in my body as as something that I just kind of, you know, as I said, normalized it. Yeah. So I really had to take a deep dive and look into the trauma body and what I was actually holding and carrying. And the more I started to offset things, I realized the level of density that I was still carrying in my field and how it was preventing me from thriving in the ways that I know are meant for me. Yeah. And that's another way how intuition comes in. You know, everything we desire or meant to have, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're feeling like this is meant for me and I'm trying to get there, but you're having a struggle or just can't seem to break through that ceiling, there is something that's tethering you or tying you or weighing you down into a place that you don't resonate with any longer. And so you got to be able to do that internal work. Again, seeing someone who can see for you mm-hmm. is a great way to do it. Another way for people that are really into doing their own work, I love to go into meditation in my own process and ask, if I think about this trigger, where do I feel it in my system? Right. Let's say I feel it in my heart space. You can tune into the frequency of that energy. What does it feel like? What does it look like? Is it sticky? Is it is it embedded? Is it threaded through? Like if you can see, that's great. Or if you can feel, kind of use your gifts to get in touch with it and then ask it what it needs to clear, mm-hmm. you know, and the more you can get involved with what's happening in your field and then you start to clear it, fill it in with love instead, you're literally changing your frequency every time you do that. Mm-hmm. So I think people forget how powerful they are as their own healers too. And so when you could start to get in touch with your inner worlds, your energy, there's so much that you could accomplish there with just some dedication to it. Brilliantly said, brilliantly said. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that this is possible. I don't know about you, but it wasn't discussed in my household. And yet I know spirit in the universe brought me the messages to say, hey, Vic, maybe you should read this book or what's that deck of cards that somebody gave you a year ago that you said, oh, that's cute and threw them up on a shelf, you know, so... Being even being open at that level to be like, all right, we all have intuition. So if someone says, I know there's something in there that I would like to offload, I would like to release because it is quite literally burning my energy. It's like bad fuel, right? Like you're you're trying to run an efficient engine on crude oil or something, and it, it just doesn't work. So being even open to the idea that there might be something I'm carrying, I feel like leads to that more efficient system, which then raises the vibration. And this ascension period that you're talking about, we're always in an ascension period. I mean, thankfully, yeah, thankfully, (laughs) there has always been a certain level of peoples and spirit help that helps us to grow and ascend. It just is at warp speeds lately. (laughs) Right. (laughs) For sure. And that's, I feel like it's contributed to by those of us who are asking. And those are the amazing people that listen to podcasts like this, who are like, what's that? Can I help? Because it's the ripple effect, if you will, of raising vibration, raising it, raising it, raising it. And I think of it like the hot air balloon, like the more stuff you get out of the basket, like the higher you can go into the stratosphere and have fun. And then 
you can be your own observer. That understanding that there's different ways to do things is being the ultimate student, perhaps, of the soul process. For sure. (laughs) And it's often evident. I work with a lot of professionals, executives, and things of that nature. And uh, when I hear, feel, sense of a burnout happening, I'm like, this is about alignment. It all comes back to alignment. Do you know self? Can you even have a conversation with self? Is that okay? Because most of us have some trauma in the background, you know, that we've experienced or witnessed. Unpacking and clearing out, it doesn't have to be sitting in your stuff. It can be exciting. Like you were saying, ask it, interview it. What do you need? Can I help you in some way? It gets to be fun. And I think that's something that's not talked about a lot, that this self-discovery, raising your vibration, understanding what makes you tick can be a lot of fun because I don't know about you, but like if somebody says to me, you need to work on this, I'm like, I do. I do like it too. Do I? (laughs) (laughs) Is there something else? Because the lighter you go, the, the more joy that you can feel. I'd like to talk about how to plug in this power source, like how to strengthen, electrify with the understanding that, the yes, the clearing has to happen. We know that. Most people know that. Yeah. Okay, you're in the process of clearing. How do you also charge the field, like this energy field that exists beyond our physical beings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I find that a lot of people have porosity in their field, they've got energy leaks and they are, so we had kind of sprinkled in the energy of burnout, things like that too. So all of this kind of plays a bigger part in the the greater picture. But if people have, you know, develop limiting beliefs from their past of any sort, like even your kid in the playground and your best friend decides to go play with somebody else and you feel rejected. It's less about what that person did and more about how you internalized it, mm-hmm. right? That density starts from limiting beliefs and then those things get triggered throughout life because you've got a wound there, right? So we understand the cleanup process. But what happens is when we can kind of more light on, on the burnout process, when those wounds are still exposed and there's still kind of a gap in our field. And so we're trying to satisfy that wound by excessively drawing things in to try to fill it. Mm -hmm. So when you find yourselves kind of reaching out outside of yourself to pacify a trigger or something, it's, it doesn't work well. It's not a productive or efficient way to do things. Right. So when we stop activating or acting from that wound and heal, the field becomes a more solidified place. It becomes less porous because when we're not excessively leaking our energy out, which doesn't, it kind of taps into all of our reserves. And then we have nothing to hold us together. We tend to burn out and not have anything to give to anyone, including ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the first step is to really see if there's a lot of porosity in the field, if you're taking on other people's stuff, if you're feeling the collective energies and they're accumulating, accumulating on top of your own stuff, compounding, 
just like energetic cleanup is is the easiest way. But once you've kind of gotten into your own energy again, it's easier to channel and maintain mm-hmm. that activation. Because that's the other thing too. Everything that we need is already within us. It's just suppressed. If we activate that that innate peace, it's so much easier to try to chase something outside of ourselves to pull it in or bring it in or whatever. Activate it within and start to feel that activation of energy within you and help to cultivate its growth. You know, by intention and focus on it, you can really form this energetic ball or frequency within your field and you can intentionally grow it mm-hmm. uh, and let that fill your field choose how you want to feel i think a lot of people forget they have a choice right you know i heard this long ago and it was mind-blowing to me when i'd heard it i was at a conference and this guy said there's two states of being a beautiful state or a suffering state and each is a choice and i was like what yeah. <laughs> you know like I, I could choose that like i didn't know that at the time right. and so i started to focus on just that really simple for me. I'm really distracted with all kinds of downloads of thoughts, things coming in all the time. So for me to to have something simple that I could apply easily is the most efficient way. So I decided I'm going to live in a beautiful state of being. Mm -hmm. And things will come in, sure, that are intense, but I don't have to down spiral in the intensity. I can choose to see this as, this kind of sucks to be here, but it's productive. Right. Right. You can, if your perception of things or perspective on things can be really helpful in keeping that vibration high, but you can really offset all of the old systems that we all are trying to function in. It's almost like I see these systems as little rickety, rusty systems that I just need to be dismantled, released, and stop trying to fix the things that are broken. Right. <laughs> Just build a new system. Yeah. So sometimes that step cannot be fixed. You have to go get new lumber and and you have to assemble it and use some power, bigger lag bolts or something that allow for more of the stability and the strength and everything in which to stand on. There's a lot of focus, I think, on from whence we come like what we've suffered through or being in that place of story and rather than like you're saying in that place of choice that no we're not saying it didn't happen we're not saying you didn't go through that we're saying you're still in it and you have a choice of whether you still want to be in it or not and like you said in that conference you know, those statements, I feel like drop in when they're most, when the person is most ready to hear them, right? Yeah. It, it may not have been available to you before that. And then, right. but you shifted. And in that moment of that conference, you're like, one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get you to repeat that? Which is powerful because that's an empowerment place of, I get to choose how I'm feeling in this situation it's and in this moment. And the more you do that, it's like anything else. It gets easier and easier. And there's still going to be sadness. There's still going to be challenges. There's still going to be, are you kidding me? But there's a, I feel like a, like a quicker response and rally time, right? Because we're human. We're, no one can be in a joy state all the time. That's ridiculous. So if anybody's suggesting that you are, by raising your vibration, you can be 
in this high altered joy, everything is wonderful space. Well, they're not looking at truth either. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there is that good point about conspiracy bypassing things. Or oh, doing that. that there's some rainbows and unicorns all the time. Yeah. <laughs> We're all happy. It's like, no, you can you can stay in a in a state of positivity while you're still in a in the dark, in the yeah. depth of it, yeah. in the in the buck. Yeah. You can still stay like a, this is a productive time. It sucks to be going through this right now. Yes. It's not comfortable by any means, but at least I know that I'm moving some deep dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. From my own experience when my husband was passing. I made a commitment to myself because I knew that, but it still sucked. And I was like, nope, I am going to feel my way through this. I am going to see the gifts in it and I'm going to cry and I'm going to be mad and I'm going to go through all those things. But I wanted, I was quite literally testing the theory. I'm like, okay, well, I believe this. I know this, but have I actually ever done it? So... I'm going to step into this and I'm really going to do this and like be in it and feel every little nuance. And it was intense. But like you said, that that oh, it's a great time of growth and awareness, not in the way. Let me dispel another BS statement that's out there for you guys that you went through this in order to learn that. No, you went through this. If you learned great. There is no one assigning these things, saying you're going through this in order to suffer. Stop it. That's not true. Uh, however, in the choice, we also have a responsibility to ourselves, to our soul, to say, well, all right. I said I wanted to grow. Uh, so let's do this. Uh, and then uh, I feel like the world becomes more of a playful place to be becomes more of a supportive, higher frequency, vibrational place. You still see truth, but it's not as defeating. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was learning that when you grow up in a household where you need to be very aware of other people's emotional states to feel safe and secure, you, your empathic gifts yes. come on board like crazy, right? And for a long time, I believed that my gifts came because of the trauma. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many people go on believing that where that's not true. Call BS on that one too, where we come in here with these gifts. And like you said, the experiences are just experiences. If we learn and grew through them, great. But your, your gifts and your, your wisdom and everything else didn't come because you had to go through that experience. Because I was holding on to the trauma, mm -hmm. and it provided me with these supposed gifts. Mm -hmm. And when I learned that an experience is just an experience, mm -hmm. these gifts are innate. You don't need the trauma to hold the gifts. It was so much easier to unpack that stuff and let it go and let the gifts come through without the filters, the lenses of that, that past. Right. So really see what, what people are kind of still attaching to. And can you just be okay being okay? Mm-hmm. Can you just be in your gifts and choose to live in a way that feels good and make choices that feel good? Can you give yourself permission just to do that and not get into the overworking, the people pleasing, all the expectations of other people? You know, think about what do you what do you feel you need to prove to yourself or to someone else? That to me is the most uh, least productive way to use energy is trying to prove something, because typically 
You're always trying to prove it to that one person that's never going to shift out of that. Very true. You know, whether it's to that person or to yourself, like stop trying to prove anything to anybody and see how much more energy you have for yourself and for the things that you really want to do. Right. And that's, that leads me to, we should just call this, let's, let's dispel some of the BS that's out there. That leads me to that word authenticity, right? Which is so over and used. And yet I think misunderstood because the authenticity is like, I want to live an authentic life. And I'm like, but you're not listening to yourself, right? (laughs) I can feel the discord in that. The authentic and authenticity comes from the gifts, the innate gifts that you came in with. Your soul said, let's do this human body. Let's see how much fun we can have. And let's perhaps learn through love rather than learn through conflict. Uh, So if there's a desire to know your gifts and live authentically, it involves listening to what am I still carrying? What do I need to prove to myself? Do I need to prove to myself that my body hurts all the time? Well, what if you prove to yourself your body doesn't hurt all the time? You know, what if we still use that premise, but we use it in a supportive way, an uplifting way as a transition to living in that alignment again? Another word that gets overused and misunderstood. Uh, There's catchphrases, I feel like. Yeah, end up happening and it's like, oh boy, okay, that just, maybe it sold a book, but it didn't really give you the truth of it. So it's right. (laughs) I think too, like as your example of having physical pain in the body too, where we, I I suffered through chronic fatigue for the past two years. And at first when it hit me, it was so profoundly uncomfortable because I literally, I couldn't even see, I couldn't drive. I had to stay on my couch. I could barely get up. I had zero energy. I was so depleted. And I had to rely on my girls to help even make me food and just take care of themselves. And it was so against everything that I wanted to do and how I wanted to show up for them and for my life. Yes. And it really knocked me down. And um, a few pegs to, to check in. How much are you doing for people that really can do for themselves? How much are you overdoing, overgiving to the point where you are now in complete deficit? And so for me, when I started to finally feel better, I would relapse. Mm-hmm. And I was in meditation. I was like, what do I need to do? Like, seriously, I've been resting. I've been binge watching TV, which I never did. I've been you know, eating healthy foods. I've been doing these things opposite of what I normally do. And they said, well, you're not getting yourself permission to rest. As soon as you feel better, you're back up. And you haven't actually learned how to rest. Then I started practicing even what I do have energy that I want to dive into a project. Can I do something that feels restful for me? So it was like this this learning process, right? Of going through the layers of how much I was overdoing mm-hmm. and finding that internal balance. And I needed that experience to kind of help me find that where I would have just kept pushing. Mm-hmm. So then on the other side of it, it's looking back where I was finding that I was almost stuck in the excuse of, well, I have chronic fatigue. Right. I have chronic fatigue. I don't know if I can schedule that because I have chronic fatigue. It has started to become a crutch and actually working against me. So at that point, you know, we're down here. You no longer need to carry that experience because you've learned everything you needed to from it. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Drop yeah. it off. Yeah. So as soon as I 
realized I was still doing that, I thought, I'm done sharing that. I don't need it anymore. I've learned everything I needed to for that experience. So as soon as I dropped it off, all of a sudden life functions better. And all of a sudden these inspirations I get to follow again. I've got the energy to do things that tune in with, especially how the body is talking to you, because there typically is something that's trying to communicate that it needs, sometimes in a really loud way. Mm -hmm. It's doing the thing. But then when the experience is done, let it be done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wish it something different. Wish it well and move on. It reminds me, I used to work with a lot of physical therapists and OTs and stuff. And one of them had the best line when people would ask her, how do I know that I don't need the cane anymore? And she's like, when you leave it at the restaurant and you walk out without it, or <laughs> you leave it in the house and you end up, you're, you're in the car and you're like, oh, I forgot my cane. She's like, that's the, that's when, you know, you don't need to lean on that anymore. Yeah. And I've remembered that in the, this context too, of when, if you have to reiterate to yourself that you went through something, it's no longer active. You're choosing to make it active. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not the story that's needed here. Perhaps the story is, wow, I listened. I really listened. Yeah. Go me. <laughs> Go me. I, I did that. And now I can move forward with a more knowing self, a more connected inner self that the next time something comes up, because it will, we're human and beautifully human. So that indication is going to likely be in our quantum field as well as our Newtonian field, it's going to let us know. Because if you don't listen to the energy in the quantum field, your hip's going to hurt. Your back's going to spasm, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, to the flip side of that, it's not like blaming or saying, I must stay in this forever. It's like, well, that was temporary too. And this is part of like, okay, we cleared out the energy field. This is part of strengthening the energy field, right? It's like if you talk about that porousness where things are leaking, this is like speckle. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making you whole again and calling in all those fractured pieces and just getting to know yourself. And I don't just being, I feel like there's so much doing that we've been doing <laughs> for so long and just coming into the space of presence, not worrying about the future, not resenting the past, all those things that we tend to stretch ourselves out, but just come in this you know, present moment and see what it's feel like here mm -hmm. and enjoy yourself in that moment mm -hmm. and then see what wants to come in next. It can be so much more simplified. Mm -hmm. I think especially as animals, we like to complicate things. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like what can we do right now? Can we just focus in this moment? Yeah, we can. That's accessible to us. Practice it. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens in your life. Yes. Let's just go with it. Like, it the brain is a beautiful mechanism and yet it's just a computer so the more that you practice these things use it be in harmony with it recognize what's coming up and then let it help you <laughs> rather than knock you back down on that couch like you said you heard in meditation that you weren't you didn't learn to rest you rested but you didn't learn on an ongoing basis how to rest so that you didn't have to get to that chronic fatigue again, right? Have your, all of you, 
work in concert together, right? That's the soul brain body coherence. Like, let's get them all talking. Yeah. <laughs> so that they're all speaking one language. We just have one language, um, which is again less energy and less tendency to feel tired, burned out, stressed, exhausted. Um, and it may mean that you now we have, people have to prioritize that self knowing. It's not like you have to go sit on a mountaintop and own for two hours, you know, or right. six weeks. Like, yeah, I, I actually find it more effective in the daily life to be challenged by it. So can yeah. I listen? Can I do this? I feel like this needs to be a series of, boy, am I putting you on the spot right now? Like a, a series of two intuitives get together and you know, allow you to listen to our <laughs> conversation here. <laughs> because this is learning right from... Everyone, I feel like everyone in my life is a teacher. Like, and I don't mean, oh, that's my teacher. It's like, well, what can I learn from you, little woolly bear? <laughs> you know, I'm crossing the road. Uh, yeah. I appreciate this so much because the up leveling of consciousness, it's if we can think of it as like a game, right? Like, I don't play video games, but this energy thing often feels like a video game to me. Yeah. Like, oh, can I up level? Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, what kind of coin do I have to get to up level? Oh, I have to sit quietly. That's my coin. All right. I'll do that coin. So if people are, they hear us, right? Like a lot of the times you'll hear it like, oh yeah, that's easy for them to do because they're already doing it, right? Because they're not hearing us when we were in it, right? Right. So <laughs> there, <laughs> which trust me, we said the same words you're saying. Like the vocabulary is the same. I'll keep it clean for the kids that are listening, but the vocabulary is the same. But to uplevel your consciousness, a lot of the times that comes with resistance. And I happen to know that you have a resistance cleanse <laughs> and uh, I've graciously offered for the listeners to receive. So give us a little bit about what that is. And then it's going to be in the show notes, guys, and in the email, and we'll just link it everywhere. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I created a five-day resistance cleanse. This was actually created a good friend of mine. I just, I saw her in so much turmoil in her life mm. and trying to equip her about it and help her kind of come into more consciousness, conscious awareness about how you really do create your own reality. And a lot of times people that are creating a really, really negative experience Think about how powerful you are that you created all of that. <laughs> like, wow. You're so good. <laughs> and at the same time, on the flip side of that, you could also create the polar opposite of that if you are aware that you have that much power. I was just really wanting to offer her something to help her commit to more conscious awareness of how she was creating reality. So I created a five day resistance cleanse and it's lessons about, you know, kind of going into living beliefs, how to target those things, how to identify them when you, when you hear them, lifting around in your mind, how to identify triggers, your backstory, how much you create with you. So there's five daily lessons as well as journaling prompts, cycle of introspective exercises, just to really help you you know, get curious about what's going on in there. What's, what's happening underneath the surface that I'm really aware of it's kind of run the show <laughs> and I start to bring that stuff into the light so it doesn't have to be that way longer 
as well as five healing transmission meditations. So each day you get a lesson, the journaling prompts, and the healing that you kind of work through. So you're clearing the emotions, the mental body, the energetic body, uh, spiritual body ultimately, and just start to kind of recalibrate your system so that you can be more receptive and open to the inner work that is so vital for all of us to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. Um, yeah. So like you said, we'll link that. It's a great practice at any time where most, a lot of us are going into our winter here. I know Australia and all them are going into their summer. Good time to declutter. And I'm grateful that you have that to offer. So like I said, we'll make it available. And, you know, anytime you want to come back in for a, that happens to you too. (laughs) (laughs) It can be it can be uh, challenging to be the one having the conversations with oneself. Like I, I feel like the horse down the street is the one I have the most conversations with. Guess what happened today, Crimson? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like really. <laughs> like yeah, there's, there's so much presence though, right? You know, totally. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a great. It, it's been a, a great experience with her. It's just as a quick. I've been practicing. She's not my horse. She's at the end of the road. And, but I happen to know where her treats live. I've been practicing sending my heart energy to her about half mile before I get there. Yeah. Because at first, like she would just look up and she'd see me. She wouldn't come to the gate. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to work. We're going to, we're going to do this. Good play. I need to touch that nose. And then, because this kid, this is part of strengthening your field too. Like what's fun, what's joyous. You know, she never came over. That's her right. You know, it's absolutely her choice to do that. So I started about halfway up so that I could, that's how I clear my energy. I walk and then I collect and strengthen to come back into whatever's next. And I started sending that out to her. And now, like the last week or so, we've, we've been working on this about two weeks. And lately, when I get not in her view, but she can hear me. I know their hearing is amazing, but she'll start doing the neighing and the whinnying and stuff, which she's not a very vocal horse. So I'm like, okay, this is working. This is so fun. And then yesterday I, I walk by her to go for my walk and then circle back and go see her. And most of the time that walk by, she ignores me. She wants nothing to do with me. And this time she was at the gate and she's like, <laughs> now. I'll take it now. And I'm like, we're not done yet. <laughs> I have to do my walk. And then <laughs> she got her treats then. I wasn't going to walk by But that's an example of raising vibration. Like the animals feel it too. This doesn't ha- all have to be trauma work and stuff. You can have fun with the elementals and the energy. And, you know, this is the way to, you know, I, it just charge you up to charge you up. So as a completely derail aside there. <laughs> but that but there goes my mouse. Um that's what conversations like this can do too, right? They can raise your vibration. And my point there being is have a conversation with someone who can be like, Yeah, I get that. So <laughs> I love that, bringing everything back down to play because it is, it's like a big playground, you know, and if you can look at it that way and everything's just practice and there's no right or wrong way or good or bad or otherwise, it's just play or practice. So you're like, oh, 
I can, I can hang with that. You yeah. know, yeah. so much less pressure. Yeah. And you could just enjoy yourself. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then send that out into the world because it creates a ripple effect. And for those that may not be there yet, it's okay. I'll, yeah. We'll create the vibration that when you are, we'll be like, like I said, it'd be more the merrier. <laughs> like, 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 everybody in the pool. So thank you. Thank you both. <laughs> It'll just keep expanding. You know, That's right. Like the, the world, the universe, the expansion, it'll just keep expanding. We're not going to run out of space. People stop worrying about that. So That's right. thank you very much. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And I'm sure our listeners pleasure too. <laughs> wow. Thank you for listening to this episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. If you still want some more Vicky and some more intuitive development skills, you can head over to VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. And check out all the courses that are there, the app that's available for you to load directly on your phone. And for the Wisdom Wednesday group that meets once a month, where you can meet like-minded people, have instruction in your intuition development, as well as coaching strategies for navigating this amazing life that you are in. Thank you again for all you do and who you are. And I will see you over on the website and I will see you in the next episode.